1: Danny Jizzle, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Jill Coleman. Welcome to another episode of the Best Life Podcast, and also just the Best Life. It is Friday, and it's early, and uh, look at us getting episodes in before noon.
0: I love it, episodes before noon, sprinting. I mean, it's eleven fifty nine,
1: but for sure, it's before noon. <laughs>
0: It's it is currently
1: 11:59, <laughs>
0: and we have recorded three episodes in three days in one hour because we <laughs> compressed time. We just got three days worth of work in the last hour, so we're ball. I mean, y'all are toast. We're balling.
1: We're stacking. Right. You're a whole buffet.
0: We're stacking. Stack <laughs> we're it. Second days. Stack. If days. you don't
1: know these references, go listen to the episode on "Should We Be Following <laughs> Success Advice?" Our recent episode. It's so oh. funny. Um, but I want to talk about this because I've actually, I can't believe you have actually never talked about this on the podcast because this is a good one and I feel like it's really relevant to the last few years. I will mm-hmm. say, and I mean, even, you know, the last few years globally, but then also the last few years of just life in general, especially losing your mom and, and, you know, all the things that you've been going through these last few years. So why don't you give us some context about what we're talking about today? Okay, well, we want to talk about the
0: basically the utility of anger. And one of the things that was brought up was just a lot. I've got a we have a lot of friends, as probably all of you do, and maybe some of you are these people too, where you're seeing stuff on social media that is fucking angering, right? You're seeing things that shouldn't be happening that are unfair. There's shootings, there's I don't know, things happening and choosing to be angry about them. So one of them, a friend of mine sent me a video, which I didn't know the context, but now I kind of do. There's a uh, trans woman who competed in swimming, I think named Leah Thomas. And he sent me a Fox News clip, so you can assume what side that was on, but basically that trans women shouldn't compete in women's sports. And so he's like, amen. Um, And I was like, I don't even know what, I don't know who Leah Thomas is. I don't know what this whole thing is. But he said this, but I had listened to an episode that he had talked about on a podcast, which he said that it doesn't make any sense to be anger because as we become anger, we increase the problem, kind of like the war on drugs. You know, there was this big war on drugs in the 80s and 90s. And what happened from the war on drugs is that there was more drug problems, more drug addiction. It like became worse. And I really think that tends to happen. We get upset over something and then it just perpetuates the thing that we're upset about. And so there was another there was another one that that I had posted about, which was the Dalai Lama sticking his tongue out to the little boy and whatever. there was a weird ass clip. If you saw it, it was very bizarre. It was left me feeling very uncomfortable and confused, but he typed in all caps like this guy is raping children. And I'm like, I, I don't know. He could just have dementia. I'm not going to like defend anything, but just this is what happened and just very angry and he goes what are we gonna do about it and i'm sitting there going what could i do about it like i don't know the dalai lama he's not like someone you could vote into office um i don't really know what his stance is in the world like i know he's a some kind of religious world leader but i'm not in i don't know if he's hindu or buddhist or what he is really and so i'm like what can i do about this so it's like i felt like he was yelling at me that we need to do something and i'm like yeah what can we do <laughs> and so it's this idea and even with the leah thomas the i think that's her name like what am i supposed to do like i don't know her i'm not a, i'm not in the i'm not competing against her in swimming I, i'm not someone on the news to like make a hot take on the story so some of these things it's like yes we can get angry about but ha- is that helping anything to just be angry to be angry and then just type in caps at people and share on social media that you're angry and I see these things in, of course, this is a big one that keeps coming up. It's like these shootings, these school shootings and people like, you know, no more thoughts and prayers. We need to do something. But is posting anger on social media mm-hmm. even doing anything like what does do something mean? I get the feeling of feeling like nothing's happening and you can't change. But I don't know about the utility of being angry on social media. So I guess that could be a separate part of this conversation. It's these things that bring up strong emotions in people. and by the way, like little asterisks, they're meant to bring up strong emotions in people. The media, I feel like, is playing us like a puppet, trying to make us angry and outraged and all these things. For what? I don't know. Um, But to get views, to get clicks, likely, because that's their goal, to get eyeballs. And so for me, it's it's really, and the reason I even looked at the Dalai Lama clip is why I saw a headline and I saw the still picture and I thought, hmm. This is a headline that's ma- meant to make me feel a certain way and so I wanted to watch the video to see the, the truth of what it is because I just feel like there's a lot of headlines and still images taken out of context and then you're like, eh, it's not the same. I will say I saw the video and it's fucking weird, I'm I still very confused. Um, but the point of having this anger around things that, I don't know, you can't change, you can change, I don't, I don't know what this conversation is this is one side of like the box. And then there's like the, what you brought up was my personal stuff and anger there. And it's like, is that quote valid anger? Is that useful anger? And I think that anger can be useful if you can alchemize it into doing something. I think where it hurts us is, in a kind of, I think there's a, it's almost like a, the quote about, um, trying to get revenge on someone is kind of like holding a a hot coal and hoping it burns them or something along the lines of that or it's like
1: yeah it's it's like um it's what is it it's kind of like giving them a poison and drinking it yourself or something like that yeah yeah
0: so it's kind of it feels in some ways like this like it's just hurting us by holding on to the anger when we're trying to like throw it back at someone so I think anger in itself can be a useful emotion it because we have the emotion I don't know why we have humans have it if it's not useful for something but I think if it can get you to move it can get you to do something if it can get you to change however in let's say cases of the Dalai Lama I don't know what the fuck I was supposed to do also it was I can't say with certainty that he's been raping boys by what he did i he could be he's a fucking 80 something year old man he could have dementia and like i have a grandma with dementia who did weird shit said weird shit said really inappropriate shit i don't know what his brain is like okay so i'm not going to just assume it's you can go down the road and make a lot of assumptions if he's doing this in public what's he doing in private but i cannot like i don't know there's really nothing i could do about this man um I can't put him in jail because he stuck his tongue out to a little boy. So all of that to say, this kind of anger, what is it good for? How can it be used? And is it necessary? And also, are we just allowing things that we're scrolling on social media to hijack our day-to-day mm. lives? And how, and how is that affecting our bodies anyway?
1: Yeah. No, there's so much good stuff here because I do think, and I kind of want to ask you about this because I think there's a lot of people who feel as though if you have a platform of some kind, right? If you are someone who's an influencer or you have influence or you have an audience of some kind that you have a moral obligation to speak out on injustice. And I think one of the biggest sort of caveats to this is what is injustice, right? Like at the end of the day, I mean, is the the thing with the Dalai Lama like bizarre and weird and completely inappropriate? Yes. But then also, is it my job as a literal like business coach to fitness people to post about the Dalai Lama for awareness sake? Because, Because there are people who say... That's your responsibility. You know, there's a responsibility there to talk out on some of these issues. And I understand that. And I think that, you know, if you ask most people, they have an issue that they feel passionately about and that if it came out in the news, they would probably talk about it. But then it goes to now whose job is it? Because Mm -hmm. it's funny, even around like the George Floyd stuff and, you know, other like Charlottesville and things like that, there were certainly... People saying, hey, like, why are you talking about this stuff? Stick to fitness, right? So it's like, y- you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So at the end of the day, you really have to just go, what's my, what do, what do I take up the torch for? What's, what can I, what do I want to champion versus getting DMs from people being like, what are you going to do about this? You need to talk about this. And it's like, that's never worked. That's never worked, especially for people like you and I. I mean, I'm just a, a straight up like Gretchen Rubens, four tendencies. I'm a rebel. So chances yeah. are, if you tell me to, post something, there's absolutely zero chance I will fucking post it. Because I'm just like, actually, the fact that you're like yelling at me to do it means I'm definitely not doing it. So if I was thinking about doing it, I'm definitely fucking not doing it now. And that's, I don't think anyone has moved to action through feeling uh, coerced or guilted or shamed. Maybe for a time, maybe for a short amount of time, there's this guilt that like does motivate you. But at the end of the day, I don't know that just getting mad about something it certainly makes it certainly makes you feel useful right it, it makes you feel like you're in it right it makes you feel like you care about something and that's why i think a lot of these people who have these different causes um and and it's fine it's it's your own personal deal you can be an activist in whatever way and it's interesting because we usually think about activists being more like left side this person you're talking about is actually extremely conservative and so it's not just like this quote unquote woke culture that's like outrage it's actually you know very like extreme right people are are, tend to have that same mentality, which is funny because it's two sides of the same coin, right? They just, they literally, it's almost like a circle. You know, it's like you're, it's like almost like a feed forward cycle. It's like, who can be the maddest? And it's those people on the extremes who are yelling that get the most attention. And I think the majority of people do care deeply about certain issues. I think they do, but I think like me and you, I don't think like I, I care very strongly about several issues, but I'm not going to use my platform to just get mad about these things personally, not only because like for whatever it would potentially do to my uh, you know followers or audience, but I personally don't enjoy being in that space, like being in the space of anger and frustration and struggle, like even in, at Jillfit with my team, if I have stress, I don't bring that to my team. It doesn't make me feel, it doesn't uh, make me do more. And I think that something like anger is great because it's a flag, right? It's like, it's almost someone saying, hey, there's something here. Because like you said, I think it's just a normal human emotion. It's going to come up. The idea that we can like, that we can prevent anger. I don't think that's ever possible. It's going to come up naturally at times. But then you ask yourself, is this an emotion I want to hang out in? And is there utility here because on some level it's going to make me do more or it's going to make me take more action? And in my experience, it doesn't. Or if it does, it's fleeting. It's so much, and they've actually shown this in research that negative uh, self-talk like anger and uh, shame and resentment and guilt and some of these negative emotions actually do spur us to action, but it's always short-term. In fact, the things that are actually going to spur us to long-term action are much deeper than that. It's purpose and meaning and passion and fulfillment and joy. Like those are going to be your main compliance tools. So while some of these really negative emotions are flashy and they make people feel like they're important and there's a self-righteousness to them, I don't think to your point that, it, that it's really uh, useful for change, at least long-term
0: yeah i'm with you on that and we in the last episode we kind of talked about the tony robbins like human uh needs Design. and one of them is yep. sign- significance and i mm-hmm. think sometimes anger gives people that significance totally if they, they take stand up the torch for something yeah they can stand against something and to your point around you got to decide what you're going to be angry about you can't there's so many things that we can be angry about but what What does that turn into? If it's not making you take action, then you're just sitting and stewing in this emotion that feels gross. I can't imagine it's doing anything great for your hormones, for your mental health, for you as a person. Imagine just sitting there being angry and then someone's just, I don't know, you're at lunch and a waiter accidentally spills your drink. Now you're already heightened emotion. Now you're flipping out on someone and now you're putting your anger on someone else now they're having a bad day because they're like I just had a customer freak out on me it just it exacerbates situations that don't need to be exacerbated and no one
1: wants to hang out with someone who's angry like honestly no one wants to be around someone who's angry like even that dm you got yeah was kind of repellent right you're like oh this is someone I like and know I'd like to maybe catch up with them but not with this not in this energy right like I know it's I off-putting. Feel,
0: I felt attacked, like he was telling me I needed to do something, and I'm literally going, "I don't know what I'm supposed to do." I mean, to be honest, now should someone be angry in the situation? The boy's mother, absolutely, fucking, she could be angry, and and at some point, she's got to have, she's going to have to let that go. Say, hey, ask the little boy, is he angry? Is he okay? Let's get him into counseling. Is he fine? He's a young boy. He could be resilient. He could figure it out. He can make something. They they call. Um, this one thing, post-traumatic growth, right? So something traumatic can happen to you and you can become better for it. So in the big picture, even the mom and the boy staying angry isn't going to benefit in the long term. Something can come of it that becomes better. The mom being angry for the rest of her life that this happened in front of all these people isn't gonna be helpful and neither will it be for that little boy. So why is it going to benefit me and this guy and anyone else to take up anger for, I don't know. I mean, I can say
1: like, yes, It sucked. That was weird. But then what? Then what? (laughs) I just don't know. What do you do next? And here's the thing is anger, especially with something like school shootings, I'm 100% justified, right? Like, you know, like you need to be angry because of something like that. You know, I mean, that's it's completely just it's so wrong and it on so many levels. But even so, you've brought up this before, the Sandy Hook dad, you know, and like, I don't know if you want to tell that story again, but like, yes, at some point you ca- there is the power to choose a different emotion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There, uh, and if you remember Sandy Hook, that probably affected me the m- most of anyone and maybe cause that was the yeah. first elementary school one. Yeah. And, and I hate to say that the more that happened, you just get more into it. It's almost yeah. like Columbine and Sandy Hook and then the rest, we just don't even know anymore because there's so many, which is awful. <sighs> um, but there was a dad who was on the news and he was standing up, just lost his little girl. And he was already in a space of forgiveness. And he was, I don't want to say like empathetic, but I guess empathetic to the shooter. And I don't know how you do that in such a, uh, in, in that moment, no. you know, not years later. I feel like people tend to get their years and years later, but to be able to see that things happen and yes, things do need to change. and and,
1: yeah, and they're fucked up for sure. Yeah.
0: And I, I don't know. I mean, do you think change can happen without anger? Do you think that people can rise up without being upset?
1: Uh, yes, I do. And I think that's like the, the crux of, of, in my mind, that's the crux of this conversation. Because I think... Anger, when people stay mired in those emotions, those negative emotions, they do believe that it's helping. I know for me, I I wasn't really anger, but for me, it was guilt um, over over overeating, binge eating and things like that with my own personal sort of eating journey. I remember I used to feel so guilty and so like disgusted with myself. And I felt as though if I didn't have those emotions, that I would surely binge way worse if i didn't have those emotions almost like it kept me in check and so i think sometimes with something like anger we say we need to have this in order to be productive we need to have this in order to get to the next level but i think if you think about it the the things that you could potentially do if you are outraged by something is sign a petition, right? You could donate money to certain causes. You could go and march. You could uh, elect certain um, you know people in the office that you feel like are gonna do. So these are like actual tangible things you can do. You tell me, do you need to be angry to be able to go sign a petition? Do you need to be angry to go to a march? Do you need to be angry to um, even share stuff on social media, right? Like your friend was, you can certainly share that without being in the out- outrage culture you can be like hey i think this is kind of fucked up let's talk about why what we can do about this moving forward let's talk about why this is wrong let's talk about you know what can be done here What are the actionable steps? And same thing in business. I always bring it back. That's what I was saying earlier about my team is if something's not going right in the business, I'm certainly not going to be mired in stress and anxiety because I'm doing everything I possibly can. So I'm not going to go to my team and be like, it's not working because then they start taking on like that energy. And I know none of us are going to be productive when we're in that energy. And so that's why I'm very big on like trying to really trying to stay as clinical as possible and action oriented and solution oriented oriented, even when it's really hard. And then just choosing the emotions that you want to hang out in. Once you acknowledge them, to your point, like, you know, especially the last couple of years, you've had a lot of reasons to be extremely angry, to be extremely sad. These are totally normal emotions if you are a human going through a a life that has challenges you're going to have those negative emotions. And then, you know, you and I obviously going through infidelity and things like that. There are moments of like extreme outrage and extreme resentment and extreme, like these heightened negative emotions. But you and I both at some point switched the course, right? At some point we turned the corner and we chose something else.
0: I think anger is an emotion. And I think this is with all emotions. Uh, The root of emotion, root word is energy in motion. So I think that emotions have to be worked through and moved through. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in suppressing anger. I think suppressing anger, pushing it down, pretending like you're not doesn't end well. I think that turns into other things. So I think anger is uh, its an important emotion to recognize and to work through. And like Jill and I, we went to a rage room after my mom died. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some shit that some family members just fucking enraged me. And so we went to this room where you just smash shit and you just get it out. And it is exhausting, honestly. It it feels great to just be smashing out and getting out of the anger, but it's not that everyone has to physically get it out, but I think there almost does need to be a physical release of anger. Whether you're punching a pillow or you're get you're getting it mm-hmm. out somehow because stewing in it, staying in it constantly feeling it, I think can be an addiction. I think some Mm. people are just addicted to the anger, like we can be addicted to stress. We just get used to those high cortisol hormones and and levels in our body. But I don't think there's anything wrong with anger. I remember when I was talking to my counselor, actually to Kelly, um, who we had on the podcast recently, shortly after my ex-husband's affair. And I said, I'm trying not to be angry. And she goes, why are you trying not to be angry? I, go, I don't mm-hmm. know. And I think I was really scared to be angry. I think mm-hmm. I was afraid of maybe losing control mm-hmm. or maybe it's just not a good look and somehow that I'll just lose it all. But she said, it's okay to be angry. You know, there's like, he did some things that could make you angry and it's all right. And I gave myself permission to be angry. And once I did, and once I worked through the physical, like just getting through that energy, then it was gone and I felt good. So I do, mm-hmm. I think that was a great lesson for me to not suppress the anger. I think it's important to feel it But I think it's also important to not stay there and Mm -hmm. to choose at some point to go, I don't wanna feel like this anymore. And looking at it and going, is this spurring me to action or am I just feeling this righteous indignation? Do I just feel better that I'm being angry because everyone else, or is it because everyone else is so I feel like I need to? I think that's also a thing. Like everyone's angry. I guess I should be angry about it too.
1: Right, because you almost look like you're uh, like that you don't care. If you're not, you know, and so, yeah, it's. I think it's really easy to get caught up in that, especially with the, the news cycle and stuff. It's easy to just be like jump on the latest outrage because you feel like and you have people on social media, right? Cancel culture being like, if you don't say anything, you're complicit. And I'm like, I don't feel like being really mad all day today, to be honest, like at the end of the day just like not how I want to hang out. Now doesn't mean I can't do something about it. Doesn't mean I can't take action, but again, like you mentioned, you know, I think it's definitely important to work through, to acknowledge and then you use the word alchemize earlier, which is cool. How can we take this and make something out of it? You know, as silly as it sounds, you and I doing this podcast, right, is something amazing that has come out of massive amounts of anger and pain and resentment and all of those feelings about You know, going through infidelity and going through divorce. And so that's a way that you can say, hey, this wasn't all for nothing. Let Mm -hmm. me do something with these emotions. And, you know, I remember. After my divorce, I had so many, I was just mired and anyone I would could talk to about it, I just want people to agree with me that he was, you know, stubborn and, and he was wrong and he was fucked up and he was immature and I just wanted anyone who would listen, like the six months after I left my marriage and I remember I went to a Byron Katie event here in Los Angeles And I think I've told the story before, but it's been a while. And she had us do this. It's a worksheet called Judge Your Neighbor, where basically you just judge the fuck out of the person. I was like, oh, this is my favorite, right? Like I'm writing down all the stuff. He's immature. He's an adolescent. He's stubborn, whatever. And I had this moment where one of the things she says is turn it around. And one of the ways you can turn it around is on yourself. And it was like, he's stubborn. It was like, I'm being stubborn. He's self-righteous. I am being self-righteous, right? And I turned around all of these statements and I was like, holy shit, Jill, this is you. This is the person you've been for the last six months. And I got so fucking sick, like physically ill at that event to the point where I couldn't even go back the next day and finish the event because I was so fucking sick. And I I'm not like a super woo-woo person, but there's something there. Like that massive, and honestly everything changed for me from that moment. So we think you have to ask yourself is like, yes, you're pointing the finger at other people, but you almost have to point it at yourself and be like, am I the problem here? Because you said it earlier, That feeling of anger can be addictive. Same thing with self-righteousness, right? The nature of self-righteousness is that you believe you're right and you can't see anything outside of how you feel and everything. And the way that you feel is the most important thing because you are the judge and the juror, right? You're the one who has the right information. You're the one doing the right thing. And that becomes addictive. It's almost like this better than thing, right? This badge of honor. I'm more mad than you. I'm more act. I'm more of an activist than you. I'm doing more than you. And you start to really, like you said, take it on as an identity. And then you have to ask yourself, like, is this actually serving me? And could I do all the things I still want to do in terms of activism and sharing and and petitioning and stuff like that without being mired in these negative emotions. And I had that experience and I was like, wow, never again, right? Like I'm just like, cool. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, and it doesn't absolve, absolve the person. And I think that's sometimes why we're scared to give up the negative emotion. Cause it almost feels like we're acquiescing, right? We're like saying it's okay. But, what I found was that, like, it happened anyway, regardless of my emotion about it, the end at the end of the day, my husband cheated, and my emotions about it doesn't change anything. So I might as well move through these negative emotions and start fucking living my life and in the future and not in the past.
0: I am so glad you shared the Byron Katie story again. It gave me chills this time because I feel like a lot of times, like we can take this lesson that you said is taking that anger about whatever it is and turning it back on what what is triggering me about this and i'm thinking about this person who he was very you know right in all caps he's raping little boys like we have this has to stop and if i do recall his personal story that he shared that he was molested as a little boy Mm -hmm. so it actually makes me think okay this makes sense to me why he's enraged about this particular thing and a lot of these things that come up are maybe because they're they had something to do with us or similar you know Mm. um maybe something happened to us and it happens out there quote out there like i don't know uh a powerful man in office uh, who takes advantage of a young woman and maybe your boss took advantage of you when you were younger Mm. and so you're like really upset about it like stormy daniels kind of thing or harvey weinstein's kind of thing and you're like this happened to me and so i'm really outraged so it also gives you a chance to honestly gives you a chance to heal those parts Mm. of yourself that haven't been healed and so you said it kind of is a flag it's like what is that flag what is that sharing that maybe is within you that still needs to be healed that you are super angry about it because maybe it's something that you didn't feel stood up for when you were you know Mm. this little boy and something was happening to you or you were on the other end of the stick and and so now it's coming into the public view and you relate to that story somehow. So, it gave me something to think about just because I'm like, yeah, I can see maybe where that the where it comes from at least in his case. Sure. And, and it makes a little more sense, but it also is gives us a chance to go, okay, what is that flag pointing back at me and going is this triggering something that is coming up for me because it's happened to me or someone I know and I felt like I wasn't safe or I felt like I wasn't being stood up for and so now it's bringing this up so is this something for me to heal is this something for me to fix or do something about or is there nothing I could do about it? there's not it's not helping me in my life and I can choose to let it go or do something that's going to make a difference mm-hmm yeah, that's
1: so good. Well, this is a great conversation, and I think, um, you know, we haven't had this specifically about anger. I know we've talked at times about the utility of some of the negative emotions, um, and you know, it's just more an awareness piece to go. There's nothing wrong with either way of doing things. It's just asking yourself, what emotions do I want to hang out in, and you know, can I still be productive and accomplish the things, the the things that I want to do without being mired in those negative emotions. And that's, I think, where I come down on it is like to me, there's not much utility. It's natural, it's human. I think it's important to, like you said, work through them, acknowledge them, don't push them away, don't push them down. But at, at some point, I think you maybe in order to maintain not only your like mental peace, but also your physical peace, right? Your physical body, you have to at some point choose a different emotion. And I think that's definitely possible. So just something good to think about, something to have an awareness around and uh, definitely like this conversation. Love it. Love it.
0: So y'all, if you love this conversation, if you think it'd help anyone and you want to share it, would love if you share it with a few friends, just hit the share button and text your buddy and say, hey, would love for you to listen to this episode or any of the episodes you like. And if you also haven't yet left us a review, we would love your reviews. We love reading them. You can go to wherever you look at podcasts, scroll to the star ratings, click five stars, and then just leave a few sentences on what you love about listening. And we would so appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you
1: so much. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.